This is Snake. Can you hear me? Good. The mission is simple. Put your geek pants on and infiltrate Foxhound. If you need backup, contact Ken and Chris on their codec frequency. Ready? Snake out. Actually, I don't need to see Stealth Spider suit on the poster. I don't need to see uh, Nick Fury on the poster. I'm okay with Mysterio, but put the helmet on. Right. I want the mask and the helmet on. Like, why? You know what I mean? Like, it's the one thing I've never really cared for the, uh, the MCU posters and, and and I guess kind of the movies at times. Is they don't wear their fucking costumes ever. Well, <laughs> I've always like I've said before, like uh, like I get it because like in a comic book, you can emote more with a comic book. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, because, like, even if they establish that, like, say Batman, for instance, even if they establish that this part is actually armored, mm -hmm. the artist will still draw his eyes moving, like, spider yeah. eyes or yeah. whatever. You know what I mean? And then this part will move based on his mouth, right? Um, and you never think about it because that's how it's always been. But then when you watch the movies, like, I remember even, uh, Batman Returns, at the end where he rips off the whole top piece. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a half a second where they see the, the black makeup, because obviously uh, that's the way the costume is made. And I remember even then I was kind of like, what? Why would he do that? But he was doing an emotive scene. He was saying, hey, Selena, like, yeah. let this piece of shit go and we'll fucking we'll live our lives or whatever, right? And then, uh, and obviously she doesn't. Um, and it was a great visual, but it was the first time that I was like, what? But... You get older and you get it, right? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> although I will say, like, even, like, when we uh, we went through the Spider-Man movies, like the Raimi Spider-Man, and even with Homecoming, he actually, like, all of the Spider-Man movies in general, the mask comes off to a degree, but not as much as it is in the MCU. So even in, in Homecoming, it doesn't come off as much. I Far from home, I have a feeling it's going to be off a lot more. Yeah. Um, but like, like even with Raimi's where like there was the battle damage, so there were still parts of the mask, but you saw, you saw Peter Parker. Mm -hmm. So again, you were like, that's out of the comic books. So like yep. that was really, really cool. But like, uh, but Tony Stark, like, it's like, he can't say any line unless you see him in the heads up yeah. display version of his face or the yeah. masks up. It's like, he can never, ever say anything with the mask down. Right. Yeah. You know what I, and I was just kind of like, oh. Yeah, if you put I mean, together I get it the too, minutes, because yeah. they also don't, uh, the secret identities aren't a big deal now, mm -hmm. or as big a deal as they are in the comic books, to some degree. So I get yeah. that aspect, too. Yeah, they're too. not, actually. No, all. like, almost nobody... Everyone knows who the Avengers are, like, they're real identities. Yeah, exactly. Like, even though Spider-Man, um, they play it up in the movie that he doesn't want people to know his name, he's still... Tells everybody. Sorry. Everybody. <coughs> like, like in, I mean, even in the scene in uh, Infinity War where he meets Doctor Strange and he's just like, uh, hey, I'm Peter Parker. And he's Doctor Strange. And he's like, oh, we're using our made-up names? Yeah. You know, and like, the argument could be made, well, this is a kid that grew up with the Avengers and idolizing them. So with them, he would feel comfortable enough to say, I'm Peter Parker. Yeah. Right. <clears throat> and I mean, like, I get that. And I'm like, okay, that makes sense. 
but uh, I remember it kind of reminds me of Ultimate Spider-Man um, because like in the comic books up until Ultimate Spider-Man it was a big deal when a character found out Peter Parker was Spider-Man mm. and like they said it was a big deal they would actually go issue 767 somebody finds out Peter Parker is Spider-Man guess who mm-hmm. you know and then it was like then you play the game well do they die do they become a villain what what happens afterwards right yeah. um and yet in the ultimate ultimate spider-man i remember like towards the end of that run or not even towards the original bendis bagley run where there was the clone saga yeah and that yeah. closed out just about closed out bagley's running and you're literally thinking about it and you're going well fuck like norman knows like Norman Osborn knows, mm-hmm. uh, Doctor Octavius knows, fucking uh, Electro knows, Sandman knows, Craven knows. They all know. You know what I mean? And you're like, all these guys know, or actually no, they found out later. They found out later. But okay, so the two big guys, they know who he is because they created him, mm-hmm. right? And then you got Nick Fury who knows, uh, Harry Osborn knew because he found out. And it, the list gets high, like, more and more. And, like, on, like Mary Jane knew right away, but then, you know, Aunt May knew later on. And, I mean, it was a great issue when they talked about it. Uh, but Gwen knew <laughs> it was getting to be a point where it's like, do you really need the mask? Because mm-hmm. everybody seems to know. And he keeps saying, like, like, I don't want anybody to know. And yet everybody knows. The X-Men knew because of Jean Grey and Professor X. Yeah everybody i was like holy fuck could somebody not know like it'd be more refreshing if somebody was just like yeah peter parker's a fucking loser like he stinks he smells like a garbage all the time he's always out of breath frankly he's annoying because he's also really smart and he's hanging out with mj and she's super hot and she smells amazing he smells like he's like swinging <laughs> in the skies for some reason i don't understand it fuck this school is weird hanging out with kitty pride who's an x-men yeah. But doesn't then nobody makes connections, yeah. right? Like it's oh, just an X Man, man. No yeah. deal. So I mean like in the MCU, I really I really hope like in Far From Home, the uh, the two scenes where uh, oh hey guys, massive spoilers by the way, if you haven't watched any of the fucking twelve different cuts of the trailers that's out right now. I I stopped after the last one we talked about in the uh, the casting video. That's the last trailer I've watched. I haven't Casting watched it. video. Yeah, our X-Men Fantastic Four video. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We talked about the, the last full trailer, I guess. Yeah. So I haven't watched any of the TV Okay, so the, the one I'm referencing is where uh, MJ apparently knows it's Spider-Man, or Peter Parker's Spider-Man. I haven't seen that one. Okay, so that's it. That's in a fucking trailer. That's in a trailer. They, he's about to, uh, I think... I think he's about to ask her out on a date, like say, "Hey, look, I like you." Yeah. And then, like, he goes, "Hey, I just, uh, I just wanted you to know that, uh, or something like that." And, and she's just like, "That you're Spider-Man." It's blatantly obvious. And I'm like, "Ah." I'm hoping that's a fake out scene. Yeah. I'm hoping that's Marvel. Why would they put that in a trailer? Sony's stupid though with their trailers. That's one thing I'll say about Sony. Is but who's got, really who's got the main pull on this? Is it Sony or Marvel? Like who with the trailers? I don't know. That's the thing. I have no idea. Like I want to think that Marvel's got a pretty big say in the trailers. Because like, and I would I would enjoy that if that was the fake out. Because the yeah. other part was uh, there's a conversation between Stealth Suit Spider Man, 
uh, Ned and MJ. And, uh, like, Ned's kind of like, oh, you know? Oh, yeah. I knew him first, though. Not that it's a competition. And that's played for laughs, but I'm still just kind of like, could that be a fake-out? Please? Yeah. <laughs> because... Uh, I don't... Know? Yeah. No. No. I don't know. And, uh... But, I mean, I, I am still... Uh, I'm still super pumped for this movie. Mm-hmm. I can't wait for it. I mean, the trailers make it look really good. Um, they gotta stop showing shit now. Or else... You don't even need to watch it. They're going to fucking reveal everything. Actually, well, no, because... If they reveal in one of the trailers before the movie comes out that Mysterio's actually a villain, like... No, but I, I still feel... Like, I, I think I think Marvel does have a big hand in the trailers. Um, or, at the very least, if anything, I'm hoping that Sony was paying attention to Infinity War and Endgame. Because, like we said, like, like in retrospect, you could have watched every single trailer of Infinity War yeah. and Endgame... And still watch both movies and go, okay, I, whoa, you know, mm-hmm. because there was like blatant misdirection, flat out lies, you know what I mean? Like yeah. they were like, Hulk's in this scene, and really it was Banner and the Hulkbuster scene, yeah. you know? Yeah. And, uh, and other things where it's just like, looks like Tony's by himself. Nope, he's hanging out with Nebula, things like that. So it's just, I'm hoping that's, that's the route they took. Hopefully. You know, because, uh, I kind of think it would be interest. It would little be be a little bit more interesting is if they really teased, or at least if the MJ thing happened at the end. Yeah. Like at the very end, like I like the scene where he's in the stealth suit talking with Ned and MJ. I hope that that's a fake out because at the very end it could be like uh, like Spider Man Two, where she goes, I I think I kind of always knew. That scene is one of my favorite like superhero oh. out scenes because yeah. especially because we don't see that anymore. Yeah. We don't get that scene where. Uh, they go, oh my god, that's why you do all these things, because you're Superman or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, you know... You don't get it anymore. No, you don't. All. You don't. That's uh, that's from the 2000s. That's yeah. a long, long I era. mean, like, granted, like, X-Men <laughs> didn't play that thing, because they didn't have to. Well, X-Men didn't have to. All they did was it was... Plus, they were only interacting with themselves anyway, so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Um... Well, Daredevil did it on TV, I guess. Well, yeah, Daredevil did it. Daredevil did it so good. So I'll forever be pissed. We're not getting a final season four. Yeah. Forever be pissed. I mean, to be fair, it should have been a five season run. It probably would have been, except yeah. this whole Disney Netflix BS went on. Because, like, I feel like season four and season five would have been really joined because it would have been basically like Daredevil versus Bullseye. And then it would lead into possibly Daredevil versus Elektra again. Or maybe... See, that's the thing. I'll never get to see Elektra again. That's a bummer to me. It is a bummer, especially because, like, she ended up being a really good character. Oh, yeah. You know, like, uh, at the end of Defenders, I was... By the end of Defenders, I was like, she's bang on. Like, she's right where I really she liked should. the Defenders. Not a lot of people did, but I, I liked it. I liked it, too. Like, I, I, I thought it. it was really good. I thought I liked that they made it, what, only seven episodes? That was perfect? Eight. Was it eight? Yeah, it was eight. Um, but still, it was perfect. <clears throat> it was five episodes less than the usual run. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, it was really, really good because they immediately made Iron Fist better. Mm-hmm. 
than he was in his own ser- in his own first season. Um, <clears throat> and they made him important, not like he was like, I'm important because I'm Iron Fist. They were like, no, he's important because he's Iron Fist. And the reason why is because he's the key to opening this door. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was like, that's awesome. Um, but even like, oh, fuck, I was also a sucker for the interactions between Matt and uh, Jessica. Mm. I was like, man, this is great. Like, if he could pop in in her season maybe once or twice, that would be awesome. Speaking of which, you know what? I've only watched one episode of Punisher Season 2, and I haven't watched anything else. I haven't honestly uh, watched any of the new seasons since the cancellation. I haven't felt the need to. Whereas before, I was excited. I was like, yeah, let's see where this is going. Whereas now, I know the story's going nowhere. Yeah. Where they possibly might end on cliffhangers, and I'll just be really angry about it. Yeah, exactly. Like, I actually didn't even watch the trailer for Jessica Jones, and I was, because I was like, I don't even... I don't, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Although, like, to be fair, season two uh, was not that good. Season two was not good, especially when, well, I mean, it doesn't help that season one was that damn good. That's part of it. Like, I mean, yeah. Season one was friggin' phenomenal. But, like, like, okay, so if we look at season one of Daredevil and season one of Jessica Jones, they were both phenomenal yeah and for people like it really comes down to subjectivity where uh like i thought daredevil was better than jessica jones okay not by lots it was very very close but i also don't dispute when people go yeah i thought jessica jones was better Mm. you know what i mean i'm like okay all right that's fine um uh and i the only reason i know this for a fact the only reason why i'm edging out daredevil is because i'm a daredevil fan yeah. I was never an Alias fan. Uh, Jessica Jones as a character, like when she showed up in Bendis' run on uh, Hardboiled. Was it Hardboiled that she showed up in? Hardboiled. For Daredevil. Oh, for Daredevil. Daredevil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was I it Hardboiled? I think it was that. Or just in general. Oh, no, it, it, he also, she also showed up in he the Kingpin all, he one, too. Yeah, all the street characters show up. When he yeah. was the Kingpin. Or the Devil of Hell's Kitchen or whatever. But anyway. See, I read Alias right from the beginning. Right. You were a big fan. I loved it. You were also... You were a Bendis kid. Season one pretty much nails that first 18 inches Season one is amazing. Season one is so... Like, it's so good. Yeah. Whereas season two, they weren't really building off of anything. It was all made up. Mumbo jumbo. Which... (sighs) It would have been fine if the execution was better. Mm Mm-hmm. But like... Whereas... uh, Well, season three is supposed to introduce Hellcat. That's cool. Because they've been building up towards that. They've been building up towards that. Okay, so that's... uh, So that's cool. Actually, I'm going to stop this right now. Because this will be a Jessica Jones slash Daredevil conversation. We still have to go through that. Yes. Okay, so... So Rest in peace. We're going to just... Rest in peace. Stop. But I will end up... I'll I'll end off with... I'm excited for Spider-Man Far From Home. I do kind of hope that they table how many people know that he's Peter Parker. Like, he should be less like, oh, you're hanging out with Nick Fury? Yeah, I'll take my mask off. I also want an explanation. Nice to meet you, Quentin Beck. I want an explanation on how every single one of his friends from his group at that school disappeared with the snap. That's the explanation. Are you dumb? No. Everybody in that one group disappeared. Yeah. Someone should have... Like, I think it'd be much more interesting if one of his friends in the group are, like, five years older now. Why? Because. What's going to happen there? It'd just be interesting human character interactions. Like, what is this face? Uh, Who are you? He's going to go like this. Oh, hey, Peter. And he's going to go, it's me, Mark. Remember Mark? Oh, right. See, you got snapped. Yeah. I didn't. Yeah. So I'm five years older, Mark. Yeah. 
oh, okay, cool. I think yeah, that would be it is cool that I'm five years older and you are now five years, you're the same age. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I gotta go because uh, I'm married and I got a, I got a kid because I'm five years older than you. See, that, this is what I'm talking I want to see that, though. I think that'd be interesting to watch. Okay, well, you're in the minority right now. Am I? Yeah. There's only two of us in this room. Exactly, exactly. It's not that it's 50-50. Comment below and let me know what you think. Put him in the minority. I don't care. Like if you if you're if you are interested in that kind of stuff, then yeah, okay. But we don't know if we're not going to see that. We might. We might. I'm hoping we do because it looks like it starts off in the high school. So I hope we get some of that in the high yeah. school. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like one of the students he went to school with is now his teacher. That'd be funny. That'd be kind of funny. Yeah. That'd be kind of funny. That'd be funny. You know. Um. But yeah, it is one of those like coincidentally mm-hmm. the core group all got snapped. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. Thank you for that. You make me feel a little better. No, I, I am. I'm not. I'm not saying that it's it's easy. Like it's one of those where I'm like, oh, okay, of course. Yeah. Of course, the whole group. Because it's one of those where it's like, well, how else does it work, right? Like, because uh, they, you know, they established MJ really strongly. Well, what would happen if she's now five years older, right? Yeah, that'd be cool. It would be for comic book fans. But then puts in a real weird place too, right? Because now she's older. Can you? Can I date you? I don't know. Or I don't even have the same feelings I have for you because you've been gone for five years and I've lived a life in the uh, what is it? The decimation is what they mm-hmm. call it. That's what I'm saying. I would have liked for one of the characters in that that group of five. It's like five male. We'll ones, say right? for the sake of argument because I think the, the teacher teacher guy the yeah the debate guy. Okay, yeah, the debate yeah. guy, yeah. yeah, from Community, right? The no, community? no, he's uh, freaks and geeks, and from like Seth Rogen type movies and stuff okay. like that. Oh uh, yeah, that yeah, guy, yeah. that yeah. guy, yeah. The one that was like in uh, mm-hmm. uh, Knocked Up, when it's just like, oh man, you got pink eye too? No, I'm just really, really, really high. <laughs> oh fuck, son! Uh, I actually read somewhere that they they actually said that uh, the his character is the same in Incredible Hulk. And in uh, Homecoming. Really? Because it's the same actor, right? Well, that, that's cool, then. Um, it is, except now that you're... Now they're saying fully, wholeheartedly that Incredible Hulk is part of the MCU canon. And it's just like... Like, I guess it's part of that whole, like, they're kind of cherry-picking mm-hmm. parts of that movie that they can say... Because, yep. like, you know, they bring back Jenna Ross, but they don't bring back Betty... Uh, Betty Brent... Ban- Betty Ross. So they don't bring back his long-time mm-hmm. girlfriend, right? Yep. They don't mention Abomination at all. Or the leader who they set up at the end of it. Exactly. Well, you could argue that he died. That's fine. You could. But, but I mean, like... But uh, Abomination, like, the only thing they said was that Hulk tore up Harlem. That was it. Okay, well, why did he tear up Harlem? Because he was fighting I keep the forgetting about the leader. Oh, they yeah. Could, they could easily bring him back as a big villain well, no, because we already discussed this. They got Korvac. <laughs> Korvac. I literally went... I I had to Google... When you said Korvac, I'm like, I know who that is, but I forget what he looks like. I, I, did I the had same to Google thing. what he looked like. I did the same thing. I yeah. was like, that name is familiar. Yeah. I'm not sure why. And then when I went through Wikipedia, I was like... Uh, like out of all the other cosmic guys, all of them. Like I said, like we talked about this, um, 
annalist. Yeah. Or a nihilist, or however you want to pronounce it. I've always said a nihilist. Yeah, and I, I think I've always said analyst. Yeah. But anyway, a nihilist analyst uh, was the big bad guy in Annihilation, which was the big impetus for all the cosmic books, which was where we're getting closer to the Guardians that we see now, mm-hmm. you know, where, where we get uh, they revamp and repower Nova to build him up so that when Sam Alexander shows up as the new Nova, that's like... Mm-hmm. A big thing. It's kind of like building up Cap to introduce Bucky to be Cap. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. All of that spread out of that. Um, so why not build him up as the next big bad guy? Yeah, and, so and on top of that, because he's also he's from the the negative zone. Yeah, and like you've I was got saying, your tide of Fantastic Four. I mean, I was saying, what if the Fantastic Four were in the negative zone the whole time? What if they were the first family of the MCU, but they've been gone for 20 years and then stuck in this And time? Doom. And Doom. And They're Doom. all there. Because in, in the Ultimate World, Ultimate Verse, they got all of that from the, uh, well, they called it the Endverse, I think. End Zone. End Zone, that's right. Yeah. That's right, because it's the negative zone. Yep. But yeah, and they called it the End Zone. But that's where they got their powers. Yeah. And uh, so I agree, like, do that. So you can introduce analysts as the big bad. Fuck, have him be super weakened, and then have him slowly getting more power. And you introduce the Fantastic Four, like and Doctor Doom. When Disney bought Marvel, Kevin Feige said, "We have no plans for these guys for at least five years. We have everything mapped out." And I'm just like, that's such horseshit because you literally got Spider-Man through in Civil War a couple months later. And then you built all his movies around that. I feel like that's sort of so that they can go, hey, surprise. Surprise. Yeah, I hope that's what it is. I hope it you is. Because you can easily go, okay, Korvac, Annihilus. Nothing shot yet. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, I mean, like, Korvac, even for, like, comic book fans like us, like, you have to Hardcore be... Hardcore comic fans. You have to be a deep cut guy. Yeah. Where you literally... Uh, and I, uh, I kind of sort of apologize if this offends anybody, but you have to be like that stereotypical geek that like when we were in high school, like when people called us geeks, they were referencing the fat pimply loser that still lives with his parents, Mm -hmm. who's never had sex, who's probably never going to have sex because he can't get out of this whole comic book thing, and literally will say, "Uh, Korvac was in this episode, and this was when he was first introduced, you know, like, the stuff I can do with a lot of characters, but not all of them, but he would literally be like, uh, just, like, the kind where even I would go, okay, buddy, like, I get it, Mm -hmm. I don't know, do some (laughs) push-ups, Talk to women, yeah. you know, maybe read some other comic books that maybe have women as central characters to get an idea how to speak to them. I don't know what to tell you, but I can tell you that knowing every single thing about Korvac, not as cool as you think it is. See, I was a huge geek, but I knew how to speak to women because of all the Patrick Swayze movies I watched. Very nice. I actually thought you were going to say Patrick Stewart. Oh. I was going to say, ah, no. next generation. <laughs> yeah, because he did Mac pretty hard. He did it. He, he did. He was a Mac Daddy. Mm-hmm. So, apparently, Chris Mercier. No. And Ken Levitsky. Oh. Half hour in, we're doing an introduction. Apparently, today we're going to be talking about Brightburn. 
Yes. The yes, we are. return so, of James Gunn. First and foremost, once again, thank you everybody for coming and hanging out with us at the Geek Pants Compound where we discuss I like that, geek all pants. things uh, geek. Uh. And just so it's professional, I'm Chris Mercier. This is Ken Levitsky. This is the Geek Pants Camcast. And yes, we will, we will be discussing instant classic Brightburn. Yes. Brightburn is fucking phenomenal. Instant that, classic. I'm not even... This isn't hyperbole. Yeah. Or hyperbole if you want to not be like me. After we left the theater, I could not stop... I went to bed at like 2 because I couldn't stop thinking of that movie. I instantly started Googling uh, Super. Yeah. And... Crimson Bolt. Crimson Bolt. Yeah. That's right. That was yeah. the name. And I, and I was literally like, okay, do I watch this now? Do I watch this now? I haven't... I'm not... I haven't watched it yet. I have it if you want to borrow it. I am definitely going to borrow it. All right. I'm gonna Shut watch up, it. crime! I'm definitely <laughs> going to watch it. Rain Wilson's amazing in it. Uh, it's Rain Wilson. It's Rain Wilson. I mean... Versus Kevin Bacon. Holy fuck. How have you not watched Holy this movie? Holy fuck. Ellen Page is a sidekick. I know, I saw Ellen Page is a sidekick and stuff. Liv Tyler's just... his love interest? It's I, such a great you know cast. What it is? I think I just wasn't ready for it. You weren't ready for it. I don't think so. And I think I made the right choice by waiting so long to watch it. Could you imagine if I watched it and I was like... Now, now, you can possibly. Well, we'll worry about that later. Why is Super missing from the Super Spot? I don't know. I'll find it. Yeah, I'm not. Do not worry, Chris. I will not worry because you said that. (sighs) Mm -hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah. So we're going to be talking about Brightburn, and uh, if the intro, the half hour intro, gets edited out, well. Okay, great. If it doesn't, awesome. You got a little juicy nugget of us just rambling. I'm probably going to leave it in because it's a perfect segue. Because our last episode was us, ended with us talking about Fire From Home. And this one kicked off with us talking about... It's like we didn't stop talking about it for two weeks. That's right. That's right. Okay. All right. I'm, not, I'm okay with I'm you being stopped. in it. Um, okay. So, uh, Brightburn. I, when I first saw the trailer for this... Uh, oh, sorry. When I first saw the trailer for the trailer for this. <laughs> yes. In ten seconds, the Brightburn trailer begins. With flashes yeah. of what's in the flash, trailer. Flash, flash, flash. And yeah. uh, I was like, okay, this looks pretty crazy. Yeah. Then when I actually watched the trailer, I was like, whoa. Now... For a non-superhero, well, technically a non-superhero movie, but a non-Marvel like Marvel or DC movie, for a trailer to make me immediately go, whoa, mm-hmm. okay, uh, like, I absolutely have to see this, and I absolutely have to see this in the theater, because this just looks crazy, okay, and then, uh, and immediately, like, and I was like, uh, because I am such a huge Superman fan, so immediately... When you do the, uh, you know, middle America shots, the farmland, you you reference this young married couple who are trying to have a kid but can't, mm-hmm. and then you reference a ship, a spaceship going down in their immediate vicinity, and in that ship is a baby, a boy, that they take in as their own, I'm like, okay, alright, but then when you immediately make it so that this kid is fucking evil i shouldn't even say evil fucking alien like alien 
It was. It was. Uh, it's almost like he becomes possessed. Because he, he was. He loved his family. He loved his parents. Yeah. And, it's then, the, and then when he turned twelve, right? It's kind of like. A, it's the puberty thing. The puberty thing. It's the, the puberty thing, and it's the ship. So, um, they make a reference uh, right away where they're talking about bees. Yeah. And it's yeah. the hive mind thing, and. It, and I and I said this too, like right away in the theater, it reminded me of Supreme Power, uh, and to a lesser extent, Squadron Supreme, because those are both kind of linked. Yeah. As long as we're talking like Straczynski and Gary Frank, yeah, then that's what I'm referencing. Yeah. Uh, where it's uh, the idea was so instead of the Kryptonians sending out Clark Kent or Cal El, sorry to. Uh, to be raised on Earth so that he could live while the planet died, uh, the alien race, and I can't remember what it was, in Squadron Supreme, they were sending out these uh, ships to other planets to take them over, to totally like have a global dominion, or a galactic dominion. There you go. I like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so right away when the ship suddenly, like, he tur- he's genetically 12 and the ship just turns on and all of a sudden it's just uh entrancing him it's actually feeding him information while he's sleeping so it's subconscious i was like holy fuck because it it really does hit the ground running yeah yeah like, no, it, it does it's, it does a great uh, job of establishing uh uh emily uh Elizabeth Banks. Elizabeth Banks. I always say Emily, but yeah. I know it's wrong. As Tory Breyer. Yeah. And I don't know his name. David Denman. Okay. As Kyle Breyer. Right. David Denman is uh, one of those actors I've you always see in things and you always yeah. like him. I always like him. But you never really follow him afterwards. Like, I don't go, hey, I gotta watch the David Denman thing. He just pops up and yeah. you're like, hey! Yeah. I like that Yeah, guy. exactly. Even this like... proved that he could actually lead something. Oh, yeah. Which is great. Uh... I, I feel like Elizabeth Banks is the lead, though. Oh, she is. She's hundred percent, hundred percent the lead. Uh, but he's a very like he's a well, he's the highest of the supporting for sure. Yeah, yeah, he's definitely like a co-lead. Yeah, you'd have to be co-lead. co-lead. I would have to say co-lead for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Elizabeth Banks is always great. Oh yeah. Always great. I've always like I, I said this in the theater. Is isn't it funny how some people just quietly become one of your favorite actresses, mm-hmm. and she's one of them, just mm-hmm. kind of out of nowhere. Like you've yeah. seen her in. Uh, I think the first time I ever saw her was in Spider-Man. Yep. Uh, that I can recall. And then you just see her pop up and just... I mean, she's just great. She's absolutely mm-hmm. phenomenal. I love her. I always liked him, even though I didn't like him in The Office, for obvious reasons. Yeah. You know. But, uh, man, like, immediately it's just this down-to-earth, like, family. Like, you kind of feel like it would be an updated, like, mom pocket. Kent. You're like, mm-hmm. okay, all right. And the kid is... Up until that point, he's just a kid. Like he's a generally yeah. good kid, you know. And a then the little ship, strange and quirky, but little strange and quirky. Who wasn't at that age? Right, right, exactly. And then the ship starts talking to him, and the way they had that ship talk to him. Yeah, you were getting creeped out in the theater. It was the, just was that, that, like guttural like sort of almost gurgly chant, Sam Raimi esque type thing. Like yeah, I got a very evil, Sam Raimi very vibe, evil like Evil Dead vibe, where yeah. it was just like. Like, yeah. just a gurgling roll. Yeah. And I was just like, oh, that is just so creepy. But it was perfect. It was perfect because, like I said, like, it, it 
you watch the trailer, you know that it's not going to be a good movie. It's not going to be this happy, like, smiling, like... Yeah. You know? But, and you know it can't be a movie where good guys win. Well, that's the thing I said. Like, I said, like, I talked like, to... I said, right away, I said, it's going to end two ways. It's going to end with him getting killed. And I think I might have said that part of the ship will be the way they kill him. I think I might have said that. But I might not have. I think he might have. Because when, when he cut himself on the ship... Halfway through. No, you, I'm talking you, before the week. Yeah, but I know that's why. But when you come self, you're like, ah, yeah, see, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, because I did. I do remember mentioning it, and then, uh, but I also said like it's either they kill him that way, some way in in some way, shape, or form, or he gets away and he just does it. Like he just keeps going, mm. and uh, and we'll get to the end. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna. I'm yeah. not gonna say it now because there will be. Spoilers. There's no way. Oh, absolutely. We won't spoil this, but Wouldn't I'm not going to spoil it just so that yet. Everything is spoiled. Yeah. But like the little ways that they started to uh, show him getting stronger mm-hmm. was really cool, especially from a practical sense. Because like I know the budget wasn't huge. No, at uh, five million budget. Yeah. So they've made their money. It's not. It hasn't been a successful film. Like nope. it's not making a ton worldwide. No. But they've made their money back. I feel and like I hope they've made enough back to maybe, maybe get a I hope sequel. so, too. I hope so, too. Uh, especially because... Well, even... Like, it's funny because, like, for such a contained movie, they did a fair amount of world building. Mm-hmm. Because, like, you establish that... Well, he's a... We'll say a drone bee, for instance. So he's the guy that's going to start getting this planet ready for subjugation. Mm-hmm. Right? But then immediately right at the end when they start talking about the other things, again, not going to spoil it just yet, but I will. Don't you worry. Um, the uh, So then when they do that aspect, you're just like, holy shit. Mm-hmm. Like, holy shit. Um, I uh, I said right that night, I said right at the gate, right at the gates, the casting of the kid, which uh, I believe you have on Jackson A. Dunn. Was perfect because he looks like a normal human being, but he looks just off kilter enough that uh, that he could be an alien. And I think that was an interesting take for me because uh, we always just accept that you know Superman was raised as a good person, mm-hmm. right? Because the Kryptonians are generally good people, mm-hmm. right? Like even in Man of Steel, where they tweak the Kryptonians a bit and they say, well, they were a very totalitarian society. So it was like, you're going to be a scientist and you're going to be a warrior and nobody's going to have sex and breed children. Normally, we're going to breed them this way yeah, uh, through the Codex, right? Uh, so that was different. But still, ultimately, you got the sense that most of the people were good, you know? And even with the, when they talked about the outposts and stuff, mm. you never thought it was like them taking over. It was just them expanding their reach and just seeing who they can help out type of thing. Whereas this one, and this is where I was getting to with Squadron Supreme, where uh, if Mark Milton wasn't damaged, because she, uh, the power princess, I can't remember yeah. what her real name was, but uh, the Wonder Woman character, because she's an alien as well, she's part of the same race, she knows and she's been waiting for him so that they can take over the Earth. And she says, like, well, he's broken. And it was only with between her and Dr. Spectrum with the gem yeah. that they were able to talk to the real alien uh, part of Mark Milton. And I remember just being like, holy shit. Like, there's that scene where uh, Amphibian 
um, is looking at them, and all she sees are the aliens, not the actual physical forms. And I and I said that to you, and I was just like, "Whoa, that's crazy! Like that's pretty crazy." And I, but again, with Mark Milton, we're lucky that he was damaged so that he was a good guy. Yeah. And ultimately wanted to do good. He wanted to save the world. His tactics may not be as good as ultimately Superman's, but whereas this one, it was uh, like when he starts working out the language, and he starts saying "take." Yeah. Take. 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 Take, 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 and then it's like, uh, take over Earth. No, or no. Take it all. Take it all, that's right. Take it all. That's right, so he's doing take, yeah. take, take, and then the, the second time they do it, then it's it's take it all. I don't care who you are. I think there was maybe like five or six other people in the theater with us. Yeah. But I think all of us were just like, oh, shit. Yeah. Oh, shit. Because there was a, because at that point, we'd already seen uh, him throwing the... The lawnmower, lawnmower, putting his hand and in the And then blade. just looking at it and going, like, the blade is going full yeah. tilt, and he's just like, and you know he doesn't mm-hmm. have any pain. And then, uh, oh, man, we broke that girl's arm. Oh, yeah, it's oh, Like, it wasn't just her hand. Yeah. And he fucking wrenched yeah, he, her arm. And, and, and they, they show it. They, they show make it. make all the noise. They had no problem showing things in this movie. And you're just like, oh. And that's the first, that was the first big one, too, yeah. because... Uh, they were doing the trust thing, and that's this was after he creeped her out because he was in her room. Yeah, and, the, and that curtain wave. That was just a great his, shot his, because, like, like I don't care who you are, the the cinematography of what they pulled off with the tiny budget they have for CGI. Oh man! Wow, <laughs> it was so wow. good. Like it, I, it's a I good really, looking movie. Like that scene where he's in her room. Um. And he's messing with her laptop. Yeah, yeah. Oh, because he leaves the flowers. Throwing the, the music on. And he, yeah, he's throwing the, the music on. That's right. That's that's what it was. Yeah. He's throwing the music on. And then, uh, so she's fucking freaked out at this point. And then there's that just quick glimpse of him behind the curtains. And it was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Holy shit. And then, of course, he's gone. Yeah. Right? Cool. Her mom comes in. She turns and she turns back. And he's gone. And like, then she's like panicked. Yeah. You know, because this weird kid doesn't know how to talk to women. And he was getting off on uh, the insides of women and stuff like that. <laughs> right. Which right. is so gross. Very but I, gross. And, but even that, just that aspect alone. So I feel like. I feel like if the ship never spoke to him, he would never have grown up to be like. Superman, mm-hmm. like he would, even if the ship was taken out of the equation, um, he would never have grown up to be, or at least a version of Superman, because he's starting to realize that he's different, but he's also not uh, reacting to it the way Clark Kent would react to it, because mm-hmm. Clark Kent would like, uh, you've seen it all the time where like he knows the kids are going to trip him, he knows that because he can hear them. But he lets them trip them anyway because it just helps him hide amongst them. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or you hear the stories about how like he uh, is softening his face when they punch him so that it doesn't break their hands and stuff like that. But he's doing all these little things so that nobody suspects that he's different because ultimately he knows that they're going to freak out. They're mm-hmm. not going to be like his mom yeah. and his dad are going to be like, no, we love you, son. You know what I mean? And at the same time, he doesn't want to be taken away from his parents. This is a kid that doesn't think like that. Yeah. He doesn't think like that. He's 
he's thinking like, well, nobody likes me. They're bullying me. They're picking on me. So even if the ship was out of the equation, I get the very, very strong sense that he'd still go the route that he did. Maybe not as bad, but eventually it would have been as bad because it's, uh, like I was also mentioning Irredeemable at that point too, that Mark Wade version of Superman where Superman, or the Plutonian, fucks up horribly, mm-hmm. kills a ton of people, and then tries to hide the fact, and then it, the story gets outed anyway, and then he snaps, right? Yep. And the idea was, like, if a normal human being had Superman's powers, and was hearing people shit-talk him all day, how would he handle that? And it would be really hard to have the presence to say... I'm, I'm okay with them yeah. hating and fearing me because at the end of the day, I'm just here to help. And uh, i that's probably why uh, Batman v Superman is such a hard pill to swallow because he literally just spends the whole time going like, oh man, they hate me. No matter what I do, they hate me. Oh, instead of just being like, like instead of rising above it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Which... I think would have been way more interesting. I think if Snyder tapped into that aspect, I think that would have been a more interesting take where you still have that. It's those scenes where they're like, he's an alien, he's this, he's that, and, and I wouldn't want him to save my life. And you have Clark still like hearing it and still going, like, I don't care, I'm, just, I'm here to save just lives. Just text my dad back, you keep talking, I'm, we're gonna, he's yeah. trying to call me, I'm just gonna let him know. That's yeah, fine. I'm, I'm rocking That's the fine. cast right now. Yeah, you do that, you do yeah. that. Um, I, I will say you should apologize to them, though. Oh, I'm very sorry. I'm texting well on camera. Oh, I like that you said it with sarcasm. <laughs> so sarcasm. Anyway, so... I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah but okay. like, so that, because I... The mopey Superman is just... It's a whiny bitch Superman, and you don't see whiny bitch Superman ever, except in Batman v Superman. Like, in Man of Steel, you can kind of get behind it. Mm-hmm. Especially because at the end, a lot of people are looking at him like he's a hero. But then when they revisit that trope in Batman v Superman, you're just like, wouldn't people have gotten past this? Like, I get the decimation of uh, Metropolis, yep. and uh, he's got to right those wrongs, but he he really, and it's, well, that's one of the reasons why I find him so empowering, because he's the kind of guy where, like, the whole world is shitting on him. He's still just, like, putting on his cape going, that's fine. I'm still going to, you know, I'm still going to stop this meteor from killing you. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to fight Darkseid whenever he shows up. Because that's what I'm here to do, mm-hmm. you know. <clears throat> so, like I said, so I don't get the impression that uh, what was his first name? Brandon. Bra- uh, Brandon. Brandon. Brandon Breyer. Breyer, yeah. Brandon Breyer would go that route. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but even still, like uh, we'll never know that because, of course, the ship's talking to him. And the ship's saying, like, you know, it's kind of cool, like when the, the BB symbol that he's drawing. Yeah. Like when I saw in the trailers and everything, I thought it meant Brightburn. That's what I thought too. And then when Turns you find out, out that Brian Brian and Bright Brightburn's Italian lives there. Brightburn was Italian. I was like, that's actually kind of a cool like superhero name to come up with, like yeah. or a Bright- villain name. Really. Yeah, but like, but even still, I did the same thing you did because I, I was thought, like, oh, oh, that makes he's sense. He's gonna call himself Brightburn, you know. But instead, he's literally yeah. initializing every fucking horrible thing he's doing with his own name. <laughs> Not even an alias. Yeah. Yeah. So, no holding back. On what they show in this movie at all. Because then, no. then he goes after that girl's mom. 
And well, that and that's is a when, brutal scene. We saw that in the extended trailer. I remember seeing that. Or not, no, just in the trailer in general. Yeah. So you knew it was going to be bad. Like, this movie's intense. Like, crazy suspenseful. Like, I had chills a couple times. Yeah. Just because it's eerie. Like, and when she turns around and, and his initials are all over the windows and the fog. Yeah. I was like, whoa, that yeah. was crazy. And, like, that's the other thing, too. Like, this is a guy who, it's like, it's one thing for the ship to say, hey, man, take it. Take it all. Yeah. It's another for the ship to go, not only that, toy with them. Mm-hmm. Play with them. That's all Brandon Breyer. That's not the it ship. Is all in. So that's what ship I'm getting at. Take it all. So he's already like, he's not, he's the kid that would grow up to be the guy that they're like, oh, that Brandon kid? Yeah, he fucking skinned cats in high school. You know? Mm-hmm. And he went to jail for a little while for it. Don't fucking talk to him. Because yeah. he's weird as fuck, right? He'll probably kill you. Yeah. He's that kid. Now he's got superpowers. And that whole scene, like, even though you saw it in the trailer, they did a really good job of, like, they hit the ground running, but then on those scenes, they stretch them out. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, there's that sense where they're going, in between scenes, they're like, okay, we're going here, we're going here, but it doesn't feel rushed, yeah. which I thought was really yeah. refreshing. It, it's, the pacing's awesome in this movie. Yeah. But at the same time, then they get to these, uh, well, I guess you could say set pieces. Yeah. Because that's all movies are now, is action set pieces with stories in between. Well, even like with a regular horror movie, when you got a, when you got a set piece like that, yeah. they had that build up, and then they had the, ah! And then you ha- they had the scene continue, but you've already had the, mm-hmm. this is just like a build up without the release, and then it just goes. Yeah. And you're just like, whoa. And then and then the next set piece comes on. You're just like, here we go again. Yeah, and, and exactly. It's, just like, and it's a roller coaster that goes up and never comes down. No, and right. that's right. And I and I think that's part of the reason why like even going to sleep after that was a little hard because yeah. there was no like uh there was no like oh. mm-hmm. it was still just like holy shit. I know. It was like one holy shit after another. Cause like I said, the first holy shit was uh was when he fucked her wrist up. Yeah. Because it was just, oh, and they showed it too, and it was just like, oh, God. And she's like 12, too, and she actually looked younger. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, so, she, yeah, it definitely looked, it looked real, for one. Uh, and then that. Then oh, they had the glass in the eye. The glass in the eye. And she pulls it out. Horrible. And the cool thing after she pulled it out is that they showed her the everything in her view. vision, the split view of oh, red. Every on the single side. time I saw that, I was like, that is awesome. And he's flashing back and forth between the clear and the red. Like. That was so cool. That was so cool. And then, like, like even, oh, man, like, you saw that scene where, like, he's cutting through, you know, with his heat vision. Yeah. And he's cutting through the, uh, the freezer room. The freezer. Not mm-hmm. the freezer room. The yeah. freezer. He's going through the wall. Or the door. Yeah, he's going yeah. through the door. And, uh, like, I did laugh at that scene because I was like, why do everybody think, like, the freezer is going to be, because there's no way out. Yeah. You know, it's, if they get in, you're fucked. That's exactly what happened. But what was really cool was that uh, there was actually a bit of a mystery because her body's never found. Which I thought was like, I was like, oh, well, he probably just like buried her or did something with her. Because this, this is a kid who's like getting his feet wet as a killer, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and that was the other thing that I thought was really, really neat too is that he never, ever once uh, wrestled with what he was doing. Like, he was never like, No, the only time when it kind of went, was with his mom. But I also... She kind of brought him back down a little bit. Not not all the way back to normal, but... Yeah. Yeah, like, I... I I mean, because at that point, too, there's there's no real, like... It's like I've said plenty of times. It's like... 
if you have Superman killed, the second that anyone sees Superman killed, uh, and for the sake of argument, we'll say like human beings, mm -hmm. but it could be aliens, you know, uh, it's not going to matter that he was brainwashed or whatever, because now whoever saw him kill is going to go, no, oh, Superman's a killer. You know, like, it's really hard to bounce back yeah. from that. Like, yeah. even as a human being, like, if, you know, if you killed somebody, and then people found out that you killed somebody, they're going to look at you differently. Mm -hmm. they're, and they're not going to go, like, well, you know, like, he was this, that. They're going to go, you know, like, he fucking killed somebody. Like, yeah. he could kill somebody again, right? And then you, you add in global decimation-level powers, right? And mm -hmm. then it's just like, we're fucked, right? So there was no coming back for him, but I do feel like there was that sense that he, like, maybe he might have been able to stop. Maybe. Because not too many people, nobody knew that it was him at that point except for her. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because everyone else that did know was killed. Uh, except for the daughter. That's right. The daughter and the aunt. The aunt didn't suspect him, though. No, but... She was his, what, therapist? No, counselor in school. Guidance counselor, yeah. And so she was getting strange vibes from she him. She was getting strange vibes from him. And she was going to talk to the parents or the police? Who was she going to talk to? It was the parents. It was the parents, okay. Yeah. So she was definitely getting weird vibes from him. But even after uh, the uncle, her husband, was killed, she, she wasn't like, oh, I think Brandon's dead. She didn't say any link to Brandon other than, did he get home okay? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but now she'll know. Well, yeah, now she'll know, but it yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah, it don't matter now, but it doesn't matter. But yeah, so like, uh, yeah, I, 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 I feel like, I, I don't know. I still feel like even that momentary pause was only because of his mom. But I don't think it would have mattered. I don't think so either. I mean, he was signing his initials at the crime yeah. scenes. So you know what I mean? Like, it's one of those where, um. Like, the times when he was in a trance, which wasn't as many times as I thought there would be. Mm -hmm. Like, it was, I think it was, what, the two times? Two, I think, right? Just yeah. at night. it was the initial like, one where she found him yeah. and snapped him out of it. And then the next time and he And then was it was floating. the initial one, where he, the final one where yeah. he found the ship. Yeah. Um, but after that, after he made the connection to take it all, that was it. Mm -hmm. But... Uh, we forget the fact that uh, he creeped her room with, he wasn't in a trance. Mm -hmm. So, like, he knew what he was doing was wrong. Yeah. He knew that. Just like uh, the birthday scene when he wasn't going to get the gun. Yeah. He knew that he should have been more respectful to his dad. He knew that mm -hmm. and still was, like, you know, like a kid, but he was, but he, this is like, he's doing these things. He yeah. knows it's wrong. He's doing it anyway. Like, even... Because uh, he's starting to feel good. Well, yeah, because he's starting to feel like he's uh, he's somebody. He's superior to these I, people. That part, when he was uh, yeah. talking with his aunt, who's guidance counselor, and he's just like, no, I'm I'm special. Yeah. I'm superior. And yeah. he says it like that, and you're just like, oh, fuck. You know? Because, again, like, uh, I look at, like, some of these entitled kids. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, I'm special, because mom... Uh, worship the ground I walked in. Every little thing I did was perfect and I could do no wrong and you're like, 
give that kid superpowers, he ain't gonna be like catching people falling out of buildings. No, he's gonna be destroying the buildings yeah. because he wants everybody to know he's the fucking man. He is superior. I was like, holy shit, man. Of course, it, why wouldn't he leave his initials? Who's going to do anything to stop him? Is it his uncle? Nope. Not the uncle. And that was disgusting. Oh, man. Oh. Like, if you thought the wrist... And the eye. And the eye was like, this is gross. Yeah. You thought that was gross. You haven't seen a guy dropped with his fucking mouth open on a steering wheel. Yeah. And they split right through. And then the jaw's dangling, and he's holding it up with his hands. Uh, yeah, and first of all, you see steering wheel rip right through. Yeah. They don't shy away from that. No, they show it. They give you a nice side view of that shit, and we both were like, oh, <laughs> God! And then later, when he's holding it, yeah. and he's trying to breathe and talk and not die. And while he's doing that, Brandon's taking his blood. And fucking and doing his initials. initials. I was like, oh my god. This is so gross. Oh, that was fucking gross. That was really gross. And then you're just like, wow, I can't get worse than that. No. Oh, fuck. It, it's, it's, well, it started with the, the chicken slaughter. The chicken slaughter. And then slaughter. it went to the people after That's that. That's right. It was chicken slaughter. Yeah. That was the other trans part, though. That was the other trans part. Was he in a trance? Unless he was just... Because he was, he was kind of just in that trance and his dad pulled him away and then the next day he found the chickens all ripped as shit. He might have just been ignoring his dad because yeah. he, he could have been just lost in the thought of just tearing them up. Oh, that was a gross scene too. Like, that shot of the chick... Oh. Blood everywhere. Fuck. And the worst part is, is, of course, so like you had, you know, uh, Elizabeth Banks, the mom, seeing him in the trance finding the ship for the first time. She doesn't say anything to her husband. And then her husband, or the father, saw him eating and then just absentmindedly chewing on the fork yeah. like it was nothing. Yeah, and bending it all out of the shape. And... Bending it all out of shape. And he's just like, what the fuck? He's like, uh, you gotta get to school. But doesn't say anything. And mm -hmm. I was just like, oh, geez, that's gonna come back to haunt them. But... Oh. And that mask? Yeah, the mask is creepy. That mask, like, Call of Cthulhu style? Like, that is some fucking heavy, gross shit. The cool part was, uh, and I don't know if you noticed it, but that's the blanket that he was in when he was in the ship. Yeah. Which I thought, I was like, okay, that's a nice little nod to Superman. That's disgustingly horrifying nod to Superman. Just these red eyes with this burgundy weird chunk thing. Because, like... <laughs> I think it was like shoelace or something. Yeah. Either way, it was Laced just like... Laced up his mouth. And... Yeah, it's fucking weird. Then that cop is on the case. The cop is starting to piece it together. He's starting to piece it together, but it's like, man, you're not going to do anything. But of course, how, what does he... Like, how does he think that? He doesn't think yeah. that. He has no concept of this. And, he, and his he just dad... Thinks... I felt so bad for his dad, too. Like, he well, was he... really fighting, like... Yeah, I love him, but well, yeah, because he's killing people now. Because and like and I, I said entitled par uh, kids because like Elizabeth Banks plays like that entitled parent really well, where she's saying like, no, my, you know, my kid, yeah, sure, he almost ripped her arm off, yeah. but 
he, he hides pictures of guts under his bed. No big deal. Yeah. He's just interested in the He's just female interested body. In the female body. And, and his dad's like, I never looked at that kind of stuff when I was interested in female bodies. Yeah. <laughs> no, I like the outside yeah. of the female body. Not the insides. Well, to a degree, a level of the inside. We <laughs> want to get gross. We want to get gross. But not like the guts and the fucking intestines yeah. and shit like that. Like, I oh, I popped a bone to that right now. That's a write-off for me. That's me just checking myself <laughs> into the hospital and going, "I got a bone or to so some liver." Seriously wrong. And uh, so I'm, I'm good. I need mm-hmm. to, I need help. I can't see my wife until this is fixed. Yeah, I don't know if I can see anybody, let yeah. alone my wife. <laughs> you know, but like, but she's like definitely like literally looking at it like, nah, yeah, but yeah, you know, he's trying to find his way type of thing. Yeah. And he, you're right, like he's in the envi- unenviable position of going like. No, like, he's not. He's trying to find his way. Sure, it's not going to be pretty. Like, I even, like, felt for him when he had to go, but he's not our kid. Mm-hmm. And she's like, she freaks out because, you know, as far as she's concerned, this is her miracle baby. Um, or hell, even when they did that uh, dream sequence. Yeah, oh, yeah. With Man. The oozes, like, dripping from her eyes. But I thought that the dream sequence would have ended up with us getting a shot of what baby Brandon really looked like. Yeah. Because, like, ir- irredeemable, uh, he's full-on an alien. But, he took on the appearance of whatever was around him. So, humans sh- saw him as a baby, and he went from being a fucking weirdo alien to a baby in an instant. Right? Because it just naturally adapted to that. So, I thought that would have been really cool. I mean, sure, the baby with the glowing eyes was fucking creepy as shit. Yeah, it was, was creepy. fucking creepy as shit, but I thought it would have been kind of neat if we got to see, like, it was actually full-on a grotesque alien type yeah. of thing. Uh, you could have argued it was still the dream sequence anyway, but mm-hmm. that dream sequence was really cool. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Really cool. Really I didn't really cool. see that coming. But uh, I'm glad they put that in there. But yeah, like, I felt for him. Hell, fuck, you feel for him when, uh, when he's fucking thrown into the wall. Like, his 12-year-old son... Doesn't look like much. Throws a guy who's probably at the 220 to 250 range. Yeah, he's a big dude. He's a big dude. And uh, he looks like he knows how to handle himself. Mm -hmm. And he had nothing on his son. So you've got that. Now you got to deal with the fact that, okay, now you have to sit there and look at the kid that you raised and think, he's not my son. And now you got to take him on a hunting trip to try and put a bullet in his head because... You can't help but feel that he's the reason why all this shit is happening in this quiet town of Brightburn. And he successfully shoots him in the head. Shoots him in the head, and we all saw that coming. We knew yeah. it. It was not going to do anything. Bullet goes boop. I actually like that he just kind of went, yeah. Oh. Huh. And then that was it. And that was it. Fucking and, and melts like, his fucking face. Holds his face and then shoots the lasers into his dad's eyes oh. until the back of his head blows out. Oh my god. That's the least goriest one, but that was one of the worst ones to yeah. watch. Because, like, oh. It's it, like, that's your father. And, and it doesn't help that right before he goes hunting with him, he's looking at the baby pictures, watching their videos of him as a baby, and showing yeah. him that he's being raised by these people. And then he blows out his dad's head. <laughs> it's like... Yeah, exactly. Holy like it's just like, oh my god. And then that that's it. Like it's on. Like and, and when I I keep saying like it never let up, like it hit the ground running and it did not let up. Like there was that um I, I mentioned like hereditary, how there's that unending sense of dread 
Like, and it just kept getting worse. And there was, like, bits of, like, creepiness. There was bits of gore and just outright, like, holy fuck, this is not good. And then it just keeps building and building to the part where, like, the cops show up at the house. Yeah. You know? And, uh... That didn't work out too well. No. The friggin' the main cop that was puzzling together gets thrown against the pillar and his head and he explodes. Oh, fucking that was so gross. Just blows apart on the pillar. Oh, god, like guts all over the pillar. Yeah. And then like in the fucking fence and shit, it's just, just like horrible. Beating the shit out of that poor female cop. Yeah, just fucking just having his way with her. Yeah. Oh. All while Elizabeth Banks is hiding under the bed. Hoping he doesn't and, see her. And, and he's toying with her, too. And that was creepy. She's hiding, and you just see his feet floating like this around her face. But I liked the touch where he was floating um, like that because it was like... Uh, it instantly reminded me of All, All-Star Superman where, at one point, Lex Luthor ends up getting Superman's powers for 24 hours, right? And he's literally the entire time floating straight on yeah and it's like purposely so that he's above you so he's above you and i was like that's such a great touch and it's and it's weird to see somebody fly like that with like just the feet just feet dangling down yeah like because you're you're used to them flying and doing action poses Mm. and then when they're not they're kind of hovering or like superman will go to the ground and walk Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. this kid no 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 um uh, I think, well, yeah, so we've got, we've covered all of them. Yeah, so we're, we're at Elizabeth Banks. We're at Elizabeth, the whole, the, Elizabeth the, Banks. The wrap-up of the farmhouse. I, uh, I thought, well, okay, yeah, because you'd mentioned this. So, like, at one point, when he was floating above the ship, and he was in a trance, and then his mom got him out, and he, he fell. fell, cut himself, cut his hand, that's right, on the ship. Yeah. Then I was like, yeah, well, that's probably how they're going to kill him. Um, although I said that, but in my head, I'm like, I don't think they're going to kill him. And then I, you know, um, but like, I thought that was kind of interesting because this is the first time this kid has ever felt pain and you cut your hand. Like that's a different kind of pain than if you cut your arm, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Because all the nerve endings here as opposed to here. So now he's got that first cut and all this. And I remember just being like, Oh fuck, that's gotta be rough. Right. Um, but I like how they do that. And then they just kind of leave it. Mm-hmm. So that later, when she's like, she goes back there, because then you start going, oh, okay, she's going to try to lure him in there. And I'm trying to think, like, how is she going to figure out a way to kill him? I did think it was kind of a little... It didn't make any sense that she was able to physically pry off a piece. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't much effort, you know? Um, but it was still just one of those, like, okay... All right, and they do that heart to heart, and then she tries to kill him, and he stops her, and it was just like, oh fuck, that's right then and there was when I knew that's it. But before that, you see that woman's body pinned on the wall with her guts all. Oh yeah, over. that's right. I forgot all about this. So the, the mother of, that he killed the, the ship, the first part, whose body yeah, she's disappeared, laid out like she's pinned against the wall. Her stomach is flipped open. And the guts are just... They're all just out. And it was... I. That's right. I was just like, oh, oh 
fuck. It's like, oh, they just keep going. They yeah. just keep showing it all. Like, every <laughs> scene, you're just like, like, the jaw was gross. Yeah. Like, the wrist was gross. The eye, the glass in the eye was gross. The jaw was gross. Like, horrifyingly yeah. gross. The, uh... Exploding body. While the, the head, uh, like, the heat vision through the head wasn't the grossest thing. It was yeah. just really impactful, because that's his fucking dad. Yeah. And there's no remorse. I mean, yeah, he tried to kill you. But... Uh, but then the exploding cop, the, the beating of the other cop, it was just like, oh my god, this is fucking just gross. Yeah. And then it's that scene, you're like, whoa. <laughs> like, holy so shit. So gross. Holy shit. And then when he stops her from killing him, like I said, like I knew 100% it was over. I that knew was it. That was it. He grabs her, flies through the roof. They go all the way up to the clouds. Her face is all bashed up from the roof now. Yeah. And then, and then she says something to him, right? Did, did they say anything to each other up in the air? I, I thought, I thought she, she, she said, said she I sorry. love you or something. She said or she was sorry, sorry. Yeah, and then you. she said she loved him. And he, he drops her. And he drops her. And then, and then the plane, plane shows up and he takes that fucker down. Yeah. All so that he can act like he's the sole survivor of this plane that just happened to go down on his house, you know? And like that part I thought was really, really cool because like he's getting smarter at getting away with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Like um well like with his uncle, they were just like, Well, you know, he's he was a little drunk, he went yeah. off the road, yeah. so he didn't make it. Uh with the the mom she just disappeared. Um and then like his dad, we don't even know what he did with his dad's body. I assume he just torched the shit out of him. You know? Yeah, it wouldn't be hard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And then, like, the plane on there, and and he's fucking eating cookies. Yeah. Like, just literally, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm eating cookies, I got cookies, everybody's dead but me. Yeah. You know? And then, cut the credits, but we're not done. No, we're not done. Because we need... The Rooker arrives. I was just going to say, <laughs> we need modern-day thespian Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker. A phrase I never thought I would say. No. Like. No. At he, one he, point in time, if you just said, hey, Chris, that guy there, you're going to refer to him as a modern-day thespian. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This bit player. Yeah. He's still a bit player. Mm-hmm. Although his, his Yondu is amazing. Yeah. Oh, his father. Well, he's a gun's go-to guy, so. But. Uh, I, so that was a great surprise cameo. Holy shit, was that But then while he's cameo. talking, going all crazy. You've seen all the destruction that Brandon's caused it behind him. Like he's taking down buildings. Then he caused like a forest fire or something. Like he burned the, the yeah. town down. He was just fucking going nuts. Yeah. And the creepy shots of him just floating above. Yeah. And floating above. I was Mysterious like, oh. person hovering. Oh. And then they show like other super pictures of other superpowered people. Well, then they start saying, well, like, uh, then there's, uh, like, I wonder if there's a connection to that. Half man, half fish that's uh, eating people in the ocean. I think he said eating people or killing people or whatever. Yeah. And you're just like, wait, what? Yeah. And then there's that witch where if she gets her rope on you, she'll uh, rip you in half or something. I can't remember exactly, but I remember just being like, what the fuck is happening? They start showing the images. And then they show the fucking Crimson Bolt. You show the Crimson Bolt. <laughs> and immediately I was like, what the fuck? And I, and I when it, afterwards I was like, wait a minute. Was this like another split situation? Are we going to yeah. see a, another movie with that puts these two worlds together? Yeah. Although realistically, 
There's no way the Crimson Bolt can possibly come close. No. Like, I don't... Fuck. I mean, that's like this a whole, Batman Superman But that's situation. what I mean, this whole Batman thing. Like, yeah. Like, okay, you're dealing with the with a, with a guy who doesn't want to kill you. Like, he acknowledges you got a suit of armor, mm. and you want to kill him. Yeah. He doesn't want to kill you. He's holding back. I don't care what anybody says, he's holding back. Yeah. Kryptonite shows up three times. Okay. Mm-hmm. This is a guy that doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. He's not holding back. No, he'll just rip his head off. He had an intimate death planned out for his mom. So that would be kind of funny. You think it's this big, huge thing, and then just like, boom, over. Crimson <laughs> Bolt just goes like this. Boop, boop, boop. Click. <laughs> oh, you're dead. Okay, where's that fish guy? But Crimson Bolt was touched by God. Mm-hmm. So that's right. So there is maybe, that possibility. Maybe, maybe, there is that possibility. I don't know. I don't know. I. Uh, but uh, yeah. So that's the spoilers. That's spoilers because David Yarrowbesky, the director, he gets away with it. And as far as we're to tell, there's actually a uh, in Justice League in the making <laughs> because they're definitely DC analogs. I mean, this oh, is man. a kid that's going to be Superman. Yeah. The evil Superman, and then of course you got the evil Wonder Woman. You got the evil Aquaman. You might as well get the evil Batman. Crimson Bolt. Why are you saying evil? No, but he's not. But like he'd also... be the only one good in, standing up against evil. Right. Shut up, crime! I still haven't seen it, so I'm going to have to gonna yeah. have to watch it. But That's uh, the greatest thing I've ever heard a superhero say to bad guys. Shut up, crime? Yeah. That's like right out of the Tick's handbook. I know. It's so beautiful. Speaking of which, uh, I was kind of surprised and not surprised that the Tick got cancelled. So many shows are getting canned right now. Yeah. Some fucking Swamp Thing cancelled after one episode. Oh, hold on. Apparently, apparently I just read... Uh, Something to do with taxes or... or... Not quite cancelled. They're not uh, really talking about it. I mean, they're looking at other avenues. But then again, like, apparently Warner Brothers is supposed to come out with a streaming service. Well, that's what they're, they're gonna... They want to take out DC Universe. No more DC Universe. But then again, I was kind of like, well, why would they have done that in the first place? It's only been around, like, a, what, a year? No, but I mean, I, what I'm getting at is, like, I'm surprised that DC was, like... Well, we need to have our own streaming service, mm -hmm. even though they're owned by Warner Brothers. It made no sense to begin with. Yeah, you know what I mean. It was the only. I think it was more or less just to get their comics out there to more viewers. Like, oh, I'm gonna subscribe to this for the show. Oh, there's comics here I can read on my TV. Okay, I can see that. Yeah. I can see that. Although, I mean, as much as I gotta say, like, I do like reading uh, comics and comicsology. I couldn't imagine reading it on a TV screen. I, I think it'd be kind of weird, right? I feel like it would be. Yeah. Like, the formatting would also... Even, like, be... those motion comics they used to have in the early 2000s? Remember yeah, those? Like, yeah, yeah. I, I thought those were weird. They were weird. They were like, weird. They were, they Especially were because they reminded you of the early Marvel cartoons. Mm. Like, the Captain America one. There's where it's hardly like any movement. stagnant Jack Kirby, and then all yeah. of a sudden his arm goes like this, and then throws the shield. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that looks normal. Totally good animation. Yeah. So, Chris, I love Brightburn. I absolutely love Brightburn. Written by Brian and Mark Gunn, cousin and brother of James Gunn. Okay, I was wondering what the relation Cousin was. and brother, um, and they, before this, they wrote Journey 2, that The Rock's Journey to the Center of oh, the Earth okay. sequel. which I never watched. Mm -hmm. so they they really only watched. wrote that, and apparently after Brightburn, Mark Millar signed them on. They're, they're the showrunners on Jupiter's Legacy. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty, I'm so, excited to watch Jupiter's Legacy, uh, because, well, first of all, Umbrella Academy was really good. Yeah. Really good. I still haven't seen it. 
Again, just too many shows. Uh, yeah, I would say make time for it, though. Yeah? I would definitely... Uh, I'll tell you right now, <clears throat> two or three episodes before it hooked me. But when it did, I was like, oh. Well, maybe okay. I'll start it, because I just finished uh, Chernobyl, which is a masterpiece, one of the best things That's I've ever hearing. seen in my That's life. That's And uh, Good Girls, which I love. It's like Breaking Bad with Ladies. That's on Netflix. It's so good, man. Okay. Oh, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, actually, yeah. I do know the one. With you're Christina right. Hendricks. Yeah. Who, after I watched this, I was like, man, she would have been a good pick for Invisible Woman too. Yeah. Christina actually, Hendricks. she would be. She would be a really good pick. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um. Uh, so this yeah. is an absolutely incredible movie. Brightburn is so good; it deserves way more success. But here's the thing. I feel like it's not successful because it's in this really weird place where horror fans don't want to watch it because it's about superheroes. And comic fans don't want to watch it because it's too much horror in it. It's like... Yeah, okay. It's like I this, can see it's that. Like, no, it is kind of... I can see like hardcore horror fans being like, I'm not watching a movie about a kid in a cape. Yeah, you know? I can definitely see that. I can see that being a, uh, being an issue. I, I also kind of think that... Uh, but at the same time... Actually, before I said that, I, I was going to say like uh, I feel like it did come out at the perfect time though mm-hmm. because like five years ago i don't even think this movie would have been made no and then five years from now uh i don't think this movie would be made because i think we're probably it's you know really they keep saying say. that superhero bubble is gonna pop but i i've actually kind of gave it like another five maybe maybe ten years but i'm saying five is probably where I think the next phase of MCU is really going to show whether it's going to pop or not. What I'm, I because I hesitate. I don't want to. I, I I know I said pop, but I, I, what I mean is the, the, not necessarily pop, but, but slow down. It's going to be just one of those where, uh, like, unless they keep doing, like, unless Marvel keeps doing what they're doing, where they do different types of superhero movies, and I think that's another reason why I feel like, uh, like, we look at Captain Marvel two, for instance. Uh, why I don't feel it's going to make a billion is because, uh, like, if you really boil it down, like, what is the central theme of Captain Marvel? Mm. And how would you expand upon that theme in Captain Marvel 2? Okay? Yeah. So, like, uh, I, I watched a, a YouTube video um, for Filmento, I think, is the person that did this clip, and it was uh, uh, highlighting the ways, or the reasons why Wonder Woman was a better movie uh, uh, than Captain Marvel, which I, I wholeheartedly agree. Like, there's no way around it. Yeah. Like, from top to bottom, it's a better movie. Like, even though the the, the guy himself said that the end scene in uh, Wonder Woman where it turned into a CGI thing, he thought that was a, a misstep. And I know a lot of the reviewers were like, yeah, it's another CGI monster fight at the end. I was like... Yeah, but I was okay with it. Mm. Like, it was fine. I actually thought it was great. Uh, I was okay. It was two gods fighting. Like, I mean, how is it supposed I mean, to be a grounded affair? If you saw two gods fighting, it's going to be this giant it's explosive fucking... It's not going to be a fucking thumb war. No. You know? No. But, uh, but they did it out in the open, too, so you didn't see a lot of collateral damage, which I thought was really refreshing. Right? And it was clear what was going on. There was none of this, like, I don't know what the fuck's happening. Yeah. It sounds like... She's winning, you know? Um, And then whereas Captain Marvel uh, didn't really have that big CGI battle, it was really... I think the climax was really just her and Jude Law's character. Yeah. And even then, that was, like, quick, right? 
But they cited oh, so quick. They cited uh, so the big thing was like so. The theme was ultimately about uh, Diana. Like in Wonder Woman, the theme is ultimately about love, love yeah. for humanity, and just wanting to make sure that she can help everybody and spread that love. Whereas, like um, the theme for uh, Captain Marvel was uh, what happens when you embrace your feelings. I think. Because mm. yeah, well, we kind of talked talk about like it like was it was believing in yourself. I guess. Yeah, but but then if you think about it, when did she ever doubt herself? Yeah, well, she couldn't really doubt herself because she had no memory. But even at the beginning, how do you doubt yourself when you don't know who you are? Even at the beginning, she was like, well, when she thought she was just verse or beers, yeah, she didn't doubt herself. But she also wasn't. Uh, yeah, no, she never doubted herself because even no. when she had no clue, she was breaking out the things. That yeah, guys and she were. was cocky about it too. Yeah. Like there was no doubt she was ever gonna not win. Yeah. Uh, even when she crash lands on Earth and has no real memory of Earth at that point, has no doubt that she's going to, you know. Mm -hmm. And in fact, like when the cops are like, "Hey," she's kind of like, "Don't worry, I got this." You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. um, and also, like they, they cite the fact that like both of them are super powered. Like they're super powered. Like Wonder Woman is powerful, but you always got the sense that Wonder Woman could lose to these characters, whereas Captain Marvel, you never got that sense. It's hard to root for. Yeah. An overpowered character. So it's funny that Marvel, who will constantly say, well, Superman's a hard character to write because he's so overpowered. Then you got Captain Marvel, who was so overpowered that there was they had to write in reasons why she wasn't in Endgame as much as she was. Because they haven't given her a weakness yet. And they kept saying, well, she's off-world, she's doing this, and that's fine, right? Yeah. But then, you know... So, yeah, that's only going to go so far. But... Now, so you have this, like, uh, believe in yourself, even though it doesn't really make sense. Uh, get control of your emotions, even though, again, that doesn't make any sense because she really didn't, mm -hmm. you know, or even embracing her, her emotions, again, didn't really. But how do you expand upon that in, in Captain Marvel 2? That's where I think the staying power for this billion-dollar movie is going to drop because, uh, like, even Spider-Man Homecoming, like, yeah, sure, the good first chunk is Iron Man mm -hmm. Jr. The second he's under that rubble, that's totally Peter Parker Spider-Man. Absolutely. You know what I Absolutely. mean? Absolutely. And now you're getting the sense, like, because this is a kid who, like, they tweak it a bit. He's just not exactly constantly being shit on in life. Like, yeah. the Raimi movies yeah. do a great job where uh, uh, within the first five minutes of Spider-Man 1, you get a sense of all the main characters, but you're already rooting for Peter Parker because he's getting shit on constantly. Even when he becomes Spider-Man, he's still getting shit on. His life isn't better because it's, he's Spider-Man. In fact, it's worse, but you root for him because you're, you're like, yeah, but he still gets up, he still puts on the suit, he still gets out there every fucking day to save people that could care less at all, whether they love him or hate him, yep. you know what I mean? But he still does it, right? Whereas... Captain Marvel, well, I mean, it's hard to get behind her in the sense, like in that sense, as a symbol of feminine power. Yeah, you can get behind that all day long, and mm -hmm. I applaud that. I'm not saying that that's, uh, we don't need that. I want that. I can't tell you how many times I've said the more diverse characters that we get means that more people will be looking at these products and they'll be looking at comic books and they'll be looking at graphic novels and video games. 
and t-shirts and cartoons and movies and blah, 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 you know? So that way, like, when when I have kids, you know, I can be like, uh, like, I can say, hey, look, I read comic books. Do you want to read comic books? Do you want to check these out? And if they go, yeah, you know, I like Spider-Man or I like uh, Batman or I like Wonder Woman, even if it's a boy, I, I can go, great. Mm-hmm. Great. Because, like, that's how I, uh, you know, that's part of the, that's part of why I'm, I am who I am, right? Yeah. That's part of yeah. who you are. But, uh, and it's, See, like, so Captain Marvel 2, I think, will not make a billion because unless, unless they get a better idea of the theme, they don't rush the script, you know what I mean? They don't rush the movie at all, then it might, like, almost like a do-over for Captain Marvel. Then it might be able to justify it. Black Panther 2, however, that's a clear... That's a bill. But what I'm getting at, yeah. what I'm getting at is that that is that still that had a clear mission statement in the first one. Yeah. Okay. So, um, that's why also I've said like Captain Marvel is the weaker of the two movies of the social justice warrior billion dollar franchises because like Black Panther is actually a good movie from start to finish. You know, it suffers a bit of the CGI shit towards the end, which actually kind of took me out of the movie a bit. You know, and yes, Killmonger, or yeah. Michael B. Jordan's portrayal of Killmonger, does overshadow uh, oh God, Black yeah. Panther oh immensely. Like, he instantly went to, like, <clears throat> top three Fuck, MCU villains. Top three villains. Villains, too. Like, he's immediately, like, up there with Joker. Yeah. Like, Heath Ledger's Joker. Like, he's right up there. Yeah. And, that uh, was such a good performance. Oh, wow. But also, clear-cut portrayal of this bad guy, mm-hmm. you know? And the great part is, is that, like, you know he's a bad guy, but you get it. And yeah. you kind of can see it, and you can see why other people would go, eh, he's got a fucking point there. Yeah. You know? I, I, yeah. You know? Um, I feel like that one, I know I said before that it won't do a billion the more I think about it, I feel like if it's more of like the original Black Panther and they expand upon it, then there's no reason for it not to do a billion. I think it's going to easily do a billion. Like I don't even, I don't have a doubt in my mind about that. Um, Captain Marvel is a hard one. I feel like a lot of the reason it made so much money was because it was the lead into Endgame and people would want to miss something going yeah. into the Endgame. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> I agree. So it's kind of hard to say whether the sequel will. But I also feel like, like I said, like just to reiterate, if they take their time with the script, get a better idea of Absolutely. The, the main yeah. core theme, yeah. then it could very well do a billion. At least if it does a billion, I won't be like, uh, I think it's just doing it because of this, this, and this. Yeah. Right? Uh, same with Doctor Strange, too. Doctor Strange, if they can expand more on... Uh, the Doctor Strange that we see in Infinity War and Thor Ragnarok and Endgame, well, more Infinity War, but then I think, I don't know if that'll do a billion. It won't. But it'll do more than what it did, and I think... Guardians can't movie. even make a billion, so I really doubt Doctor Strange would. Yeah. Although I think Guardians 3 will do a billion. I think right now, the MCU has, has capped out with Endgame. Like, it, they'll never make $2.7 billion on another movie. No, I, I, I agree. I agree. Ever. Like, I that, that was... That I was it. Yeah. Like, uh... Yeah, 100%. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, unless... Avengers 5 is... 
somehow the return of Tony Stark or, or Captain America. Or, or something. But like, I almost I'm, feel like Avengers 5 and 6 will have to be like Avengers 3 and 4 where they're like parts. They're joined parts. Mm-hmm. And then because 5 will do 2 billion maybe depending, right? And then of course 6 will exceed it based on yeah. whatever they do there. But it is a, it is a really tough call. Because uh, if we're leading into Korvac, I'll tell you right now I don't give a shit about seeing a two-part quarterback set. Unless Thanos, unless they Thanos do something really life. fucking cool with Korvac, though. Oh man, but why? Like Mephisto would have been awesome. Mephisto would have been awesome, but I think Mephisto is a tough one to do uh, because of the uh, heaven and hell connotations. Yeah, I you guess know what so, I mean. Yeah, because I mean. In some instances, they'll say he's the devil, and then like I think in the last several King years, they're like King he's, of the underworld or whatever they, they don't call him. call him the devil, yeah. they don't call him Satan or anything like that. Uh, they'll say his name is Mephistopheles, but mm-hmm. you know Mephisto, and I think they kind of tweaked him so he's a bit more of a cosmic, but he's still the Lord of the Underworld type of thing. Uh, I mean. Like, what? I don't know. I mean, you got Fox now, like, immediately. Like, two years ago, they knew they were going to have Fox. They, they got... Yeah, like, I, I mean... Why would you not be playing Wars Galactus? But the like, other that one... That is the ultimate... But level. maybe, maybe like I said, too, like, uh, I think, like, at this point, we're just now, we're rambling again. So. Oh, yeah, Brightburn's in the past. Yeah, so, uh, I like I said in the, the text message, I almost feel like if you uh, have, like, a stopgap, so you bring out analysts... To be, like, the quote-unquote big bad, but it's leading into Galactus, you know? So it's like, you get people excited about Avengers again because we've got analysts and you've introduced Fantastic Four and that'll split off into their own movie. Mm -hmm. Uh, And maybe, I guess maybe the Elementals will touch upon bringing the X-Men in. Oh, the Eternals. Oh, the Eternals, sorry. I don't... But... Um, but anyway, yeah, I don't know how they're gonna do the mutants yet. If but you, if yeah. if um, Mephisto is really from not Mephisto, Mysterio yeah. is really from an alternate dimension, then I think we could possibly bring in mutants somehow. That we way. could, we could pros- possibly do it. But then the way they're saying that the reason why he's there is because of the snapping. Yeah. So then it's like, well, how do you reproduce that without the gauntlet? Mm. And are you really going to go through the trouble of getting a gauntlet just to possibly see what other dimensions are? You know what I mean? I like your idea about the end zone being where the Fantastic Four is and where they have been the entire time. I thought that'd be really cool. I think that'd be really cool because then it also brings Doctor Doom into mm-hmm. the MCU. <clears throat> and then... Because we don't really know what happened in the 90s besides Captain Marvel. That's right. Fantastic Four could have been in... You know, like it's the, the, first the next team. phase and trying to get their uh, super soldier program under the ground and you've got this hotshot young team of geniuses or hell, like, in the think yeah, tank. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if they played it really close to Ultimates, Ultimate Fantastic Four, I think like that would be really smart, you know? Um, maybe not necessarily so much with the with Doctor Doom, just because of the way that they did him in Fan Fantastic. Because that was fucking the worst. That was the worst depiction of Doom. 
And I'm also talking about the Roger Corman fucking pantomime Dr. Doom. You know, he didn't do this, but he did do this a lot, and he was like, ugh, you know? Yeah. That was garbage. Absolute garbage, even though he looked super cool. Yeah, he looked From awesome. comic book costume, yeah. he looked super cool. Um, and, I mean, uh, Dr. Doom, visually from the uh, other two Fantastic Four movies, looked great. You know, it was just a poor direction, mm. and not necessarily a strong script, you know? Um... They tried, They did, kind of did a little bit of an ultimate thing with him, right? Because he wasn't just stuck in the suit, but he could make the suit. Yes. That's right. Um, so I don't know. I, don't, I, uh, I almost feel like it'd be kind of cool if uh, Victor Von Doom, and I'm saying Von Doom, not Van Damme or whatever the fuck the other one was. Van Damme. Yeah, Van Damme was ultimate. Victor Von Doom is the leading scientist trying to rescue... Reed Richards, because at that point they're still friendly rivals, and then by bringing them in, that's the accident that causes Doom. his face dis- his face of dis- disfigurement, and for him to retreat back to Latveria, uh, and then become Doom. I think that would be a really cool way to establish both in one shot, um, and also, like I said, bring out analysts. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, if you don't do analysts, that's fine. But at least now you've got Doctor Doom. Yep. Who should be an Omega level threat? Oh, absolutely! Like I, I think the, the, these phases. If you got access to Doom and Galactus, like that, right there, that's it. Yeah, like I mean, I know that they're they're uh, they're talking about Norman Osborn, but I thought that was a weird one because, like, it's Norman, almost like they're uh, assuming that the partnership with Sony and Marvel is going to carry on, so that they'll be able to have Norman Osborn in MCU movies. Instead of just Spider-Man movies. I think they're just planning on buying Sony within the next five years. <laughs> That's probably... Yeah, maybe after this trilogy rounds just up. Just buy everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. which they probably would. Because, like, I mean... I mean, if we're talking about a window of profitability, uh, Venom was a surprise hit, but can they sustain that? Can Sony actually sustain that? Because it's not like that script was perfect. No. And like totally, I, I enjoyed Venom. I loved Venom. I mean, but it but does have that that pre MCU feel to it. At the yeah, same time. Exactly. So I mean, I don't know. We'll see. It, it it's one of those like I you know you won't know until you know. Marvel's what Marvel's like pushing hard and hard in the comics right now. It's, and and Woody Harrelson they just announced today that Woody Harrelson is definitely coming back for Venom too. Like Carnage is the villain. Well, I'm glad that so, they locked him up for that, because yeah. that would have been one of those, like, well, why the fuck? Yeah. Because they talked about him hard, and then you got that lame fucking When screen. I get out, it's going to be carnage. Oh, so my like, God. Ugh. As soon as he said it, too, like, as soon as he said it, when I get out, I was like, he's going to fucking say carnage. And then he does, and you're like, oh. And the worst part was, is that, like, that was a, a fucking, like, that was a black humor ride. Yeah. But then they ended on that, and you shouldn't have walked out of the theater going, ugh. Shaking your head, like, ugh. Rolling your eyes, like, <laughs> why would you do that? Even though, and he like, was just, like, his look, that clear as day wig. Like, that hair wasn't real. Like, yeah, come on. Why not get Jesse Eisenberg to try and redeem himself? Yeah. To play, like, a twitchy See, class See, Eisenberg Cassidy. looks like Cletus Cassidy. Yeah. Woody Harrelson, I mean... It's the age thing too, right? Like, yeah, but it wouldn't even be the age thing. It's just like his 
Just his appearance doesn't look like Cletus Cassidy to me, but whatever. Yeah, but we'll whatever. see. We'll see. I, I think he'll still be great. Cool. I think he'll be great. Like I mean, it's Woody Harrelson. It's not like he's yeah. a bad actor by any mm-hmm. means. Uh, but you're right. Like it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next couple of years. I do. I think you're right. I think the biggest challenge will be making Venom two with Carnage PG thirteen, because straight out it's got to be restricted. No, it doesn't have to be. It no. doesn't have to be because ah, especially after seeing Brightburn, like I want to see Carnage cut loose. I. Don't because, uh, like Venom, was PG. Yeah. So kids went to see Venom, and the kids that it's, saw you're, you're Venom right. are it, gonna it was go dark. See. It was dark, but they didn't show it right. Like he was eating people's freaking heads. Yeah. Like. Yeah. Exactly. And they like they did show him bite down, but they didn't show anything else after that. Yeah. You didn't see any blood or yeah. anything like that. Um. So. I disagree. Like, I mean, and I'm saying, like, as a comic book fan, yeah. As you say it, I agree with you. Yeah, because, I mean, at the same time, we're talking about stuff that kids are going to be watching, right? Yeah. So, if a kid's watching Brightburn, don't let them watch Brightburn. Same time, Carnage is a serial killer. Something a kid really shouldn't watch either. Depends on how much Depends on how they play it, yeah. Because, like, I mean, it's, like, you could just say, well, he's in jail, so he obviously did something bad. They don't need to expand upon it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but it is, see, and like I've said before, like when you get a Venom solo movie, that's kind of a fine line because the fact that it was PG should have been PG thirteen. It was. Oh, sorry. Okay, I keep saying it was PG thirteen. It should have been PG thirteen. Yeah. And then, but yeah, but then again, you look at Deadpool. Yeah. PG is pretty much like. I'm yeah, just gonna go say, on. like, I, I, I don't even if, think they make. PG if we look at Deadpool, then. <laughs> Like Venom should have been an R movie. Yeah, should have been an R movie, and I think I think it actually would have done better if it wasn't an R movie. Mm. You know what I mean? But at the same time, yeah. they made their money at PG thirteen. They are definitely doing Venom two, uh, and they're trucking along with Morbius. That they are. And was it uh, Black Cat? You know, we'll see how Morbius does first. We already know how Morbius is going to do. <laughs> I already have a pretty good... I you'll love be, Jared Leto. You'll Bell. be lucky if you make Blade numbers with Morbius. Yeah, exactly. Lucky. Exactly. Yeah. But yeah, like... But even then, like... So we're talking about this. And so, like, Marvel like, officially, like, buys all the Spider-Man characters. Like, mm-hmm. buys the rights, right? So they have access to all of them. What are they going to do really differently? Like, okay, so you'll definitely not get another Venom movie. There's no way. I mean, I know that... They won't really do anything besides have access when they do need it. Yeah, like, I know that uh, Deadpool 3, or whatever that becomes, that's happening. That's literally happening because Disney has no fucking choice to do with that. Yeah, they're like... If, well, if they the, had their the way... Look at the bank Deadpool's making. Why would you If they had that? their way, Deadpool would not even have had a movie. Like, if they owned X-Men earlier... Deadpool oh, there'd be no movie. Deadpool movie. No. There would be no Deadpool and movie. And if there was, it would not be what we got. <laughs> you know? So I think it's going to be one of those where they're, tr- they're going to try to figure out how they can do a third Deadpool movie as close to one and two without being full on. Yeah. But, um, but again, like release it under a different parent company. You know, like not Buena Vista, but something else, right? Because they have all these other companies. Well, they keep it Fox. Yeah. They're going to release five movies a year or something under the Fox label with it. 
Okay, so then that's fine. So Deadpool could stay Fox. Yeah, do that. Um, why not? Yeah, but then yeah, I guess you but, could. I don't know. I don't know. It's hard place. to say. It's really hard to say. Um, I guess because especially because at this point, I just want the Spider-Man movies to do really good and get better. You know what I mean? Um, I also want something dumb, Superman. <laughs> like, just give me a good Superman movie. That's all I want. Hmm. <sighs> Probably get Supergirl before Superman. Thought process. That thought process blows my mind. That they're like, they're like, instead of trying to rehabilitate Superman, which won't be hard, will not be hard. They're just gonna do it with Supergirl. Mm -hmm. Whatever. Um, I don't have much else to say. Do you have anything else to say? Was there anything else that you had thought of? Because I just thought of something. No. That's a good look for you. Uh, so I just thought of this right now. Uh, the Avengers game. Yes. What did you think of the trailer for the Avengers game? I think right now I'm feeling a lot of early Spider-Man vibes. Yeah. Where I'm not liking the look of the characters. Overall. But. Okay. Sorry. Yeah. But. I guess it's pretty much just Captain America. I'm not sure about the way Cap looks. But it kind of seems like Cap's going to die in the game early. Or they show, something. They show the statue. Or he just disappears and they think something. he's dead or something like that. Yeah. Um, uh, gameplay looks awesome. Gameplay looks awesome. Like, it looks tight. And it's the developers of Tomb Raider and Deus Ex. Yeah. So you know it's going to play good. Yeah, exactly. Um, my... Uh, my immediate thought is it's it's very interesting and I'm not sure how they're going to do it because like even what I've read it sounds like you start off as one character and then as you progress other characters like you unlock other characters and then you end up playing like uh, with them or you can choose to play as them or continue with your main character or whatever because um, when I was watching it I, I actually got like Injustice vibes where if you've ever played Injustice. Mm-hmm. Um, the story mode is constantly jumping between characters, right? Yeah. Which I actually thought was really interesting because I was just like, because I'm so used to starting with one character and then you main him throughout the story and then that's their story and then you, uh, and then that's it, right? Um, <clears throat> I mean, yeah, you can start with other characters, but they always jump in and around, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so it almost seemed like you were kind of switching between that and that aspect, but, uh, the cap costume, I don't like. I don't like the cap costume. Because. He looks like just like this swat guy. It doesn't make any sense to me. He's got pouches. And shoulder pads. Like big shoulder pads. Like it doesn't make any sense to me in the sense like that. Like he looks like a normal guy padding up to protect himself. Yeah, Where exactly. It's cap. Or it's Captain America. Like, like Even the movie. Ultimates cap had some pouches, but he was still looking like cap. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, uh, and especially after, like, coming off of the MCU cap, which is, uh, like, the costume is one of the best costumes ever. The last, yeah. All of them. They're all great. They're all great. The one that looked like the least amount of protection, like, uh, after Avengers, every other costume looked like there was some level of protection, but it was just enough so that he could still do all the things that Cap would normally do. Yeah, absolutely. Right? And then, like, uh, like in... Age of Ultron, it was a little bit more padded, and then you notice almost immediately, like in Civil War, it's right back to Winter Soldier style, and then it's, so it's, 
little bit more form fitting, but you can see that there's some protection mm -hmm. involved, right? Because this guy's not bulletproof. No. Right? No. He's not knife proof. No. You get a super powered guy with a knife, and that knife can like actually cut people, you're gonna cut cap, right? Mm -hmm. So but it just looked way too armored. And I don't think it's gonna be like Spider Man in the sense that once we saw it in production, like in the actual gameplay where we were like we were fucking dumb. That costume is amazing. Like, it just looks so cool. I don't think that's going to change. If he's, in fact, alive, or if we find that he's alive or whatever. The five-year jump I didn't like. I didn't like the five-year jump. You know what? It, it's, it looks different, and I'm going to give credit for that. Oh, they yeah. could have easily just said, hey, it's an MC based on the MCU. Um, or days, they could have said it's based uh, in and around the Spider-Man universe. Yeah. I, I'm kind of hoping that it is in the Spider-Man universe. I don't see why they wouldn't Because they showed the Avengers Tower in Spider-Man. Yeah, and they referenced it. Like, you actually get that little Easter egg. Yeah. Uh, where he says, oh, I think they might be on the West Coast or something. And you're like, ha, ha, ha. Yeah. But, uh, so I I am excited for that, though. Like, all, aside from Captain but, America. Yeah, I don't... Uh, a little bit with the Thor. I wasn't really, like, the discs I, are too big, I feel. Yeah, and Iron Man looked a little lanky. Like, I, I can... I, I, can I don't care it. about the lankiness there. But Black Widow kind of a weird, boxy face. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But, I mean... Hawkeye's not there for some reason. Well, we'll see. We'll see, I guess. Because you don't want to, like, show all your cards the first... Well, that's the thing. They're going to have a ton of characters. But, and they've already said it's gonna be, there's going to be a ton of DLC. It's all going to be free. You're, I know. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, I thought like, that was really cool. And they said, like... Free I DLC? Mean, okay. You'll probably... You'll pay for different skins. Yeah. From different costumes or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But I was like, okay, well, I mean, that's fine. Whatever. If I get free characters, fucking skins. Yeah. yeah. Like, unless I absolutely have to have the skins that I can't unlock by doing certain things and... Maybe I'll kick in some I will meat. tell you, I'll probably buy the skin for <coughs> Captain America. Oh, 100%. Good to switch Can I get up. any other Captain America costume than this one? We're going to switch this up real quick. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I. I Wings on the head, intrigued. I'll take it. Sorry, very intrigued by that. Um, don't think I have anything else to say except uh, thank you. Thank you for joining us yep. once again for. Longer than normal, eat pants can gassed. Yeah. Well, hey, whatever. But hey, that's yeah. just how it goes. Haven't um, touched on it in a while. So since then, since the, to, or till next time, Ken Levitsky. Hey. Chris Mercier. Right there. Eat pants. Camcast. We're out. Bye. <laughs>